Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts here today, originating from downtown Chicago. Kind of a uh, wet, cold day. There was uh, some snow up to the north. You get to the northern suburbs, they had uh, several inches of snow up towards Wisconsin, but rain falling in downtown Chicago here as we get started on a Penny for Your Thoughts here today. Well, good to be with you, and uh, boy, I wish I had better news from last night. Uh, Illinois losing to Penn State, third time this year, 79-76. This game a lot closer than the previous two, but still uh, some big shots by Penn State late to uh, push the Illini away. Illinois had a six-point lead at one point uh, in the second half. Uh, Penn State had a 12-point lead late. They had a 10-point lead in the first half, and uh, Penn State uh, led by one at the half, 31-30. Really thought Illinois was about to take control of the game. Uh, They had found some things that were working, in particular Coleman Hawkins inside against Pickett and other of the shorter Nittany Lions. But uh, Penn State advances to the uh, Friday quarterfinals, and they'll take on Northwestern tonight. Illinois getting ready to – they're having breakfast right now, and then they'll get on the bus and head back to uh, Champaign here in about an hour, and uh, they'll get ready for their NCAA tournament selection uh, watch gathering on Sunday and then find out where they're going. Good to have you with us. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Those are the ways to uh, reach us here today. And uh, your thoughts on the Illini last night. Just a disappointing, it's always disappointing because uh, you know me, I, I love being an Illini fan, not only doing the games, but being a fan since I was little. Um, just always looking forward to being at the Big Ten tournament, and then you're out. <laughs> it just uh, always is a little disappointing for me personally, I know, uh, and I know for all of you too, and for the team, of course. They're disappointed as well. But uh, they do uh, play in the NCAA next week, and we'll see what happens. I know Joe Lenardi, uh, Ed Bond was telling me, Joe Lenardi has this as, a, I think, an eight or a nine seed in Birmingham, uh, potentially playing Alabama at some point uh, if they were to win their first-round game. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Rutgers uh, probably now in the tournament. I think Penn State is probably in. Uh, right now most of the experts have Wisconsin out, Michigan out, 
And I guess as bad as as we all feel uh, as Illini fans, I guess you know Iowa fans aren't feeling great. They were one and done at the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Wisconsin fans one and done at the Big Ten tournament. Michigan probably going to the NIT despite all the talent they have. Uh, North Carolina uh, probably headed to the NIT. So I mean, uh, everybody's kind of got the same feelings, I'm sure, but. Uh, this team for Illinois, they just have showed so much promise at times and then uh, been disappointing at times, sometimes within the same game. And uh, kind of a back-and-forth game last night at the United Center. Just felt bad for the, the the crowd was all Illinois fans, very few Penn State fans, a few behind their bench. Uh, but the place was packed with orange. Uh, a few Maryland fans sprinkled in waiting for their game, a handful of Minnesota folks, but just a missed opportunity there, and so the team heads back home uh, today. We'll talk about it. Uh, Trent Meacham will join us at 9.40. Of course, everybody remembers Trent. Uh, played uh, for Illinois uh, back uh, for Bruce Weber during those, year, those years with Dimitri McKamey and others, uh, Chester Frazier. So we'll talk to Trent, get his thoughts on the tournament the rest of the way, the Big Ten tournament where Illinois will be seated. And then uh, Dion Thomas will join me. Of course, Dion does the games with me. We'll talk to him a little after 10. I know he was uh, he was asking for more of, of Coleman Hawkins last night. Let's go back to that again and again and again. Coleman did have a really good game, but I know Dion felt we kind of got away from what was working in that game last night. So we'll uh, have a sprinkle in some highlights here in the next little bit. Talk to Trent, talk to Dion, uh, take your phone calls, emails, and texts as we join you from Chicago. Back in studio Monday for the Monday morning quarterback show with Lauren, and then we'll just kind of go from there because uh, the NCAA first round, Illinois could be in Birmingham, they could be in Albany, they could be in Sacramento, they could be they could be in Columbus, they could be in Des Moines. Uh, we won't know exactly how that's going to work and when the team's going to leave and and so forth and so on. So we'll, we'll keep you posted and uh, keep this going as long as we can here in the postseason for the Illini. So uh, lots of other news, of course. The state tournament, that continues today uh, in Champaign, the uh, 3A, 4A games. Uh, Tuscola finishes third. So uh, that's good. And uh, after losing in the uh, semifinal, they come back and win the third-place game last night. So congratulations to uh, Tuscola for just a fabulous season. All of that uh, we'll discuss. Maybe you were at the state tournament. Maybe you were at the game last night in Chicago. Maybe you watched it or listened We'll take your thoughts and comments along the way. 217-356-9397, text line at 217-3515-357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Adam Austin, our producer today. Thanks to Ed Bond for engineering things from here. And uh, we'll talk about it coming up next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts on this Friday from Chicago. On a penny for your thoughts, good to have you with us here as we come your way uh, from Chicago today. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-3515-357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Uh, got a couple texts here. Uh, disappointed, frustrated, someone says. Uh, dysfunctional team. Yeah, I don't know if dysfunction is the word, but I think um, at times – 
I've had a couple of former players tell me uh, who know these things because they played at this level, said sometimes they just don't seem connected, seem to go in spurts. And uh, that was kind of the case last night. I, I thought defensively there for a while we really shut off the water on Penn State, uh, that was, whatever that was, a 13-4 to run, I think, at the end of the half. And, uh, you know, kind of kept Pickett under control. But then it was Funk, uh, best uh, three-point shooter in the Big Ten, by the way, that uh, wound up really hurting us late. All right, a couple of the – sprinkle in some highlights here. Uh, Illinois got off to a pretty good start against Penn State last night at the United Center. Matthew Meyer with a couple of second-chance buckets last night. Left corner three, air ball. Danger with four, has to put it up, and he missed the shot. Rebound, Meyer is up and in. The Illini staying with it. Left wing three, off the mark, no good. Rebound, Meyer, he's there again. Up and in. Count it, and one. Now, that's the Matt Meyer we need to see. Yeah, Matt attacking the rim. Did not score a whole lot after that. He wound up with seven points and eight rebounds. The Illini got a, a three-point shot early in the game from an unexpected source. Here's how that sounded. Rodgers taps it back to danger. Left wing, Harris for three. Got it. Thank you very much. Harris with a line drive three, and he says, let's go. Here is Jai for the Nittany Lions. Bounce pass intercepted by danger on the backdoor cut. And the Illini did a better job on some of the backdoor cuts that Penn State was trying to run. I've had some folks tell me they've really, they were impressed with Penn State's movement of the ball and how Pickett backs his way down and backs his way down. And, and the Illini started doing that to themselves. Uh, Coleman Hawkins started doing that to Pickett during the course of the game. 17 to shoot, 15-40 for the game. Hawkins with a spin. Baby Hook is good with a right hand. There you go. Hey, we found something in there. Out top to Hawkins, 9 to shoot. Coleman going to work on Pickett. In the lane, spinning. Right-handed shot is good. He's feeling it. Hawkins, 6 and a half, 12 for the game. He's posting up Pickett. He's giving Pickett his own medicine. And uh, the Illini only trailed by one at the half. Eventually built up a six-point lead in the second half. And, uh, again, the defense was pretty good early in the second half. And they went inside to uh, Hawkins again. We've gone away from what got us the lead, Brian. Get, get Coleman Hawkins and Dane Danger back in the post. Here you go. Here we go. Hawkins under the basket, up and under and in. Use the rim. Got position. Five-point Penn State lead. And uh, all in all, as it turned out, Funk hit uh, some big threes late. In fact, uh, Andrew Funk, uh, six of nine beyond the arc. He had 20 points for Penn State. Brad Underwood, his thoughts after the game. You know, I thought we we, we, we had a little different approach, trying to get the ball in the paint. Uh, Dane and Coleman, I thought, were uh, were, were, were electric. Um, you know, Dane missed a few early. But, um, you know, trying to take advantage of, of that, Coleman's 8 of 12 or 8, I can't read, 8 of 14, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, they go to, uh, you know, booty ball. And, uh, you know, it's really, really hard to guard. And, uh, you know, when you can keep the possession of the ball for 12, 13 seconds, 10 seconds, and just keep backing up and you have no recourse in how you guard it because you can't touch them. Um, it becomes very challenging, and, and uh, if you double, 
uh, he sprays it. So, you know, they have the rule in the NBA that eliminates that, uh, but they don't in college. So, um, obviously, Mike is an unbelievable coach. He's done a great job, and wish him luck in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because they'll be in. Uh, Penn State, I think, was going to be in regardless, but uh, that pretty much nailed it shut. Uh, and so Rutgers, I think, is going to be in. So you're going to have a lot of teams, and, 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 and you know Ohio State's still alive in this thing. They're not going to get into the tournament unless they win it, win the Big Ten tournament here in Chicago. But uh, so you got to keep an eye on that. Purdue and Rutgers, the uh, first game of the day today. And remember that Rutgers won at Mackey Arena earlier this year. So that'll be a good game. And then uh, Ohio State who played on Wednesday, they've won a couple of games. They play Michigan State in the second game, later tonight, Penn State and Northwestern, and in the late game, Maryland and Indiana, which ought to be a pretty good game, I would think, at the United Center. Today's show from Chicago brought to you by OSF On-Call Urgent Care with same-day walk-in care for minor illnesses and injuries. Go to osfhealthcare.org for locations. We're on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us. Some of the texts that have come in here. Uh, somebody mentioned they could be in Dayton. <laughs> well, I, I don't think they'll slip that far. But uh, I guess that's uh, one possibility anyway. Uh, hi, Brian. Do we really want to watch the Illini lose uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament again. They need to accept a bid for the NIT and go there. No, I think that's overly negative. They're going to be fine. They'll be an eight or nine seed somewhere in there. So uh, don't be too down. I know it's disappointing the day after, but and I was disappointed last night. I mean, hey, it's like just want to leave the arena. Like, okay, we lost. Let's go. But I'll be back today. I'm going to watch a little bit of the uh, afternoon games. I want to see some of that. Before we head back, the team heading back uh, as we speak here in the next hour. All right, let's go to the phone, shall we? And I think Richard is there with us. How you doing, Richard? Uh, pretty good for an old boy, Brian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there have been a couple of negative texts. I uh, I think I uh, told you about a week ago, you were with Warren, that uh, you needed to have a therapist uh, on your shows. So we could uh, get some counsel for our post-traumatic stress syndrome. Last night's game, that was a greatly improved Illini team. Now they've got, you know, more than a week to rest up, um, or nearly a week maybe, depending. But um, I I thought the, the picture you and uh, Dion painted, uh, they were a greatly improved team against a very, very tough opponent. There's There's no doubt. I believe that... The maturity of Penn State will take them far into the uh, NCAA. But, uh, yeah, well, they're an old team. I mean, the key guys, I mean, Funk was yeah. a fifth-year guy, transferred in. Pickett was a fifth-year guy. Um, now, Eric, uh, he, he was back, but just for a few minutes, correct? Yes. Yeah, well, that's kind of uh, what I expected because yeah. he, he really hadn't practiced at all hardly the last you know week and a half or however long he's been out. And uh, uh, Brad told me he'd be available, but I knew when he said that, I thought we're not going to see him much. So, um. and and I see the youth of this team. You know, you you just cannot dial out. Oh, I just made a great shot, and somehow you just relax for just a few microseconds, and all of a sudden you've committed a turnover or uh, a guy drove around you for an easy layup. But 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 again. Greatly improved and uh, made a good coach uh, 
get them well prepared for next week. Thanks. Well, man. we hope so. And in NCAA, it's all about matchups. And in this case, sure. Penn State's not a very good matchup for us. I mean, <laughs> they're just not. And they, Penn State could go somewhere and they could lose in the first round, depending on who they play. But but they're they are older. They're all you know, twenty two, twenty three years old, and you know they're just experienced. And I think the other thing that Illinois has struggled with is in the games where it's been close. Um, you know, at the end, uh, they just haven't executed well enough. Sure. Because it comes down exactly. to a play here and a play there, and if you're in a tight game, you got to execute. And they just haven't done that well enough, I don't think. Yeah, they they tied. Um, now, who were they playing before? The, uh, Ohio State. They tied it, didn't they, with about a minute to go, and then their next two possessions were like, duh, we're, um, and I <laughs> Purdue, and I yeah, it was at Purdue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Purdue, yes, yes, yeah. you're correct. Because yeah. I actually saw that game on CBS. But, uh, eh, you know, they are young, and uh, I hate to see um, we're going to lose a, a couple of really good players. And uh, mm. we got a good coach, so we, we have yep. to uh, recognize that. Okay, Brian, very, thank you very, very good. much. Very good. Thank you, Richard. Yep, good to hear from you. 217-356-9397 is the number. Your thoughts on the game? We'll talk to Trent Meacham about it here in a little bit. And then Dion will join me for a few minutes, my colleague on the on the games themselves. And again, next up is the selection show on Sunday. Of course, the women are going to get their bid as well. So that's going to be really fun to uh, have the men and the women both in the tournament. And that'll be um, really, really fun to see here on Sunday night for both uh, both programs at the same time. I haven't had that in a while. 925, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. It's been raining up here in Chicago. I've seen a few fender benders here and there. You drive around in a big city like this, you'll see an occasional uh, accident. If you have one, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, Dave and Bill. They've been doing this a long, long time. And they're located on the south side of I-74. They're between the Neal and Prospect exits. Their motto is where action speaks louder than words. They've had great reviews. You can Check all those out. I mean, uh, Jim and Ogden said, I was confused on the bill. They were helpful and prompt in explaining the details. Gordon and Urbana said, we can always count on a quality job from Gallo Miller. That's why we always underline, take our vehicles to them. Those are just some of the folks that have weighed in on the job that Gallo Miller does for you. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. They hope you don't need their service, but if you do, they can make uh, what can be a very frustrating process as smooth as possible. Gallo Miller, one of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Let me get a break in. Back with more. Trent Meacham in a little bit at about 940. Works with BTN now. Saw him yesterday. And uh, we'll visit with him a little bit. And then Dion after the top of the hour. And then we'll continue all the way up until 11 o'clock. Back in studio on Monday. And then from wherever they send us, Next week for the NCAA. Illinois done for the Big Ten. State tournament continues today. Watch and hear about it and follow it all in the the News Gazette as well, online and with the paper today. Back after this to Chicago. It came on a summer's day Bringing gifts from far away But it made it clear It couldn't stay No horror was his home Back on a penny for your thoughts, downtown Chicago. It's been raining, rained most of yesterday, or at least a good part of the day. 
And uh, the Illini lose to Penn State last night by three, 79-76. Penn State will play Northwestern. That that was the disappointing part for me was that I was really looking forward to a Illinois-Northwestern game in Chicago in the Big Ten tournament. That uh, would have been quite an atmosphere, but uh, not going to happen. So now we'll get ready for the NCAA tournament. Again, the selection show on Sunday night. Monocles in Tolona, where you can get an 8-inch pizza, salad, and beverage of your choice for under $11. Open at 11 a.m. every day. Monocles in Tolono, just off Route 45. Easy to get to. Maybe you're thinking about that for a lunch that might make you feel better <laughs> after the loss last night. Uh, let's see here. As Hillary Clinton says, at this point, does it really matter? <laughs> Well, sure it does. I mean, we think about it. Think about if you're a Wisconsin fan today, what you're feeling, or an Iowa fan today, or a Michigan fan. You feel even worse, I think. I mean, Michigan fans, think about all the talent they have, Jet Howard and Dickinson and Bufkin. They got a couple of two or three NBA guys on that team, and they're barely over 500, and they're probably going to the NIT. And you think about North Carolina, who made that big run last year. They're probably out. And uh, so, anyway, there's there's a lot of fans that kind of feel the same way. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, when you get to a conference tournament like this, there's always that that mixed feeling, that thought in your head, well, if we play all the way to Sunday, we're going to be tired for the NCAA tournament, and that's the one that counts. But then if you lose – in the first round of the tournament, their first game in the tournament, you're like, oh, we're terrible. We're not – we shouldn't be in the tournament. <laughs> it's like, well, it's probably somewhere in the middle, you know. But, uh, sure, disappointing. But uh, they'll be back, and they'll be ready to go next week, and it'll we'll move on and get ready for uh, the next ball game. So it does matter. All right, uh, we'll get to the news here at the uh, bottom of the hour, and then we'll come back. We've got Trent Meacham coming up at about uh, 9.40 this morning. We'll give Trent – a uh, call and see what he's thinking about the ball game. Our news headlines brought to you by First Midbank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. 932, here's CBS. your way today from Chicago, side of the Big Ten tournament, which continues today without the Illini. My always, one of my favorite days is a quarterfinal Friday. I, I've said that often, and they're going to run over there for a little bit to uh, watch some of that when we're done here. Purdue and Rutgers will be the uh, first game of the day um, here later this morning. 217-356-9397, text line at 217 351 Five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. We'll get Trent Meacham on here in just a little bit. Got some comments already on Illinois basketball. We'll run by him and see what he thinks and who he thinks is going to win the Big Ten tournament, where Illinois might be uh, seated next week. Spring Green, the next few weeks, key for ensuring you have a great lawn in May, June, July, August, September, and October. Every month you have a lawn you're proud of. You can thank the team at Spring Green. 
It's easy to get rid of weeds. Anyone can do that. What's hard is having your yard look good all year long, even the summer months. Spring Green Lawn Care can help with that. 39 years they've been at this. Locally owned and operated, Spring Green has been committed to beautifying your neighborhood through quality, service, and professionalism. Spring Green offering aeration, fertilizing, weed care, disease control, lawn insect, seeding, tree and shrub care, house perimeter insect control, and more. All licensed by the state of Illinois. Their technicians are called J.T. Warm Beer, Steve Emke at 217-359-2111 or visit spring-green.com. Illinois last night led in scoring by Hawkins with 17. Shannon had 19. Danger had 13 and 7. That's in, it was inside they were getting all their, their points against Penn State. Points in the paint. Illinois actually outscored them. 42-36, but the way that game started last night, it was almost like the first two meetings with Penn State, for sure. Kind of had that similar ear, eerie feeling to it, the way uh, Pickett was passing out of the post, but they were hitting layups. Cameron Winter was hurting us early. He had 10 in the first half. Lundy was scoring baskets. Uh, got that tightened up quite a bit near the end of the first half. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us today. We'll uh, take a break here. We'll do our uh, ag update with the folks from Brownfield, and then we'll talk to Trent Meacham, former Illini, get his thoughts. So questions for him, get those in. Dion Thomas after the news at ten for a little bit, and then open line the rest of the way here this morning on a penny for your thoughts. Illini basketball team. They'll head back here in about twenty minutes. They'll head out uh, back to Champaign and get ready for Selection Sunday here in a couple of days. Here's a break, and then back with Trent Meacham. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. I am happy to be stuck with you. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. On a penny for your thoughts, we come your way from Chicago downtown. Kind of a dreary, rainy day out there at the moment. Good to have you with us. Dion Thomas will join us after the top of the hour. Trent Meacham is with us here for a few minutes. With BTN, former Illini. How are you, Trent? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing well in Chicago, um, like you, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sun, I guess, came up today, or it's over the, it's up there among the clouds somewhere. But somewhere. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing last night. I, it, third time was not the charm for Illinois. It it was disappointing. It's a, it's a I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I thought that we were going to get him this third time around. Uh, we did a much better job on Jalen Pickett, obviously, than the second, than both the first two times. And especially once we we came back and took that lead, I think it was up to six in the second half. I, I, I thought we were going to roll from there, and I mean, the crowd was great. A lot of Illinois fans there uh, tonight would have been fantastic. Illinois versus Northwestern. So yeah, it, it is disappointing, Brian. I, this is uh, Penn State just a, a riddle that we have not been able to solve so far this season, and, and they played well, so you, you give them a lot of credit. But it was kind of a picture, I think, of one team in Penn State that the pieces fit really well together. Uh, they kind of they know their identity versus our Illinois team that it seems like at this point in the season they're still trying to figure things out, um, I think, for various reasons. Uh, a capable team. We have a very capable team, and you know who knows what could happen in the big dance. It's it's great that we'll be going there. That's that's an accomplishment, and so we'll see. We'll see who we play, and if we can make some shots and have some uh, cons- a forty minute consistent effort. 
Yeah, and uh, Trent uh, Dion during the game was talking about you know we what seemed to be working for a good stretch of the game there was going inside to Coleman Hawkins and Danger, but Hawkins especially. The Penn State had no answer for that, and then when we didn't do it, Dion got really upset because it was like we're getting away from what got us the lead, and that was kind of costly, wasn't it? Well, it's it's no secret. I mean, this isn't the only game. I, we we shoot a ton of threes. I, I, we shoot. I don't know if we shoot the most threes in the Big Ten or we're up there, but we have the we're the worst three point shooting team in in the conference, and so I I, I, I love that. Coach Underwood isn't, you know, he wants guys playing with confidence and, and play, playing loose, but there's got to be a, an understanding of, of shot selection. And in basketball, you know, it's, yeah, you got to be able to run, you got to be able to jump, it's physical, but you, you got to be able to think the game too. And I thought Penn State was a smarter team. Uh, they know where they need to get the ball to. And you're right, last night we, we were effective. Coleman Hawkins especially was effective. Um, and then you have Jalen Pickett guarding him uh, for much of that game, and you want to attack the best player on the other team. He had three fouls pretty early in the second half. Um, so, but but whether it's Coleman Hawkins in the post, I think you know guys like Terrence Shannon and Matt Meyer, they settled too much. These guys, yes, they can make some threes, but we we take over twenty threes a game, and last night was no different. So I just think that's if there's one thing you'd think to do offensively is get the ball to the basket. And here's what happens, too. Whether it's a post-up, whether it's a dribble drive, you put a lot of pressure on the defense. You get them in rotations. And even if you don't finish, you have a much better chance of getting an offensive rebound just because of your forcing rotations. Um, and that's where I, I think when this team does that, that's when they're really um, difficult. And that's where they can give opponents uh, some problems and just – you, you got to stick with it, though. Um, you, you have success there. Now let's not um, start, you know, shooting threes too early in the shot clock when you don't need to. So uh, that's there's no doubt, Brian. I think Deion's right on it. Whether it was last night, but throughout the course of the season, I think that's been an issue with it's shot selection. Mm-hmm. Trent Meacham is with us, of course, former Illini and uh, always an Illini, but uh, played, of course, back under <laughs> Bruce Weber and uh, yes, in the BTN, of course. Uh, got some text here. Says, uh, "Hi guys, offensive flow is terrible most of the game. Weak cuts, going through the motions. You look at other teams in the Big Ten, you don't see that as much. And they think the absurd, flagrant foul on Danger totally changed momentum of the game too. And that was kind of a weird call, wasn't it? It it was a weird call, and I, I think it it was the right call. Um, I, what I heard is that there was a play. I believe it was Duke and maybe Virginia Tech." I, forget even what what player it was on and they celebrated with a fist pump and you know they're emotional like their eyes were closed like they in danger last night and they connected on a, a punch right to someone's face and that was in the closing seconds of a game and it changed the game and, and I think a memo was sent out to every team where referees can't judge intent you know if you're celebrating but your eyes are closed they can't necessarily judge that and they're going to call a technical foul in those instances and so, you know, Dane made a big play and won, and he's celebrating. His eyes are closed. But, look, I, I, do, I do think it was a right call. You know, he, he took, you know, one and a half steps or so into, uh, was it Miles Dredd? And I don't think he meant to headbutt him, but it ended up being a headbutt. Um, I don't think he meant that. Now, did he mean to make a little contact? And, you know, I don't know. But I, I think you have to make that call as a referee and, you know, Dane turned around, made the free throw. We were up six points at the time, I think our largest lead. And 
that's also when the, the tide seemed to turn. And they make two free throws. I think they go on a 9-0 run at that point, and it was a different ball game. But that didn't decide the game. But um, it it was it was a big play, and I and I do think it was the right the right play. And uh, so the 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 textures other point about lack of flow offensively. I think another thing with this team is they they don't have a point guard, um, and and even with Jaden Epps. Um, I, I'm really high on Jay Nets. He's a talented scorer and he's tough. Um, he's not a guy that really sets the team and organizes the team. So I think that's another issue. Not that you have to have Steve Nash out there, but um, a, a guy to to organize and, and provide some leadership. I see so much looking over to the bench. And, and of course, the coaches are going to direct things at times, but I don't see anybody – out there on the court communicating and, and commanding, uh, you know, taking control of, hey, you get here, you go there, this is what we're doing. I just don't see that. And so I think maybe that's even why we're, we rely on too many threes because we don't have someone say, hey, we got to get the ball inside. We're going to run this. We're going here. And then you play out of that action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had several former Illini players text me today and say we just looked, we looked disjointed at times. And I, I'm guessing that's part of it is no true point guard at this point. Yeah, I think it's yeah. one someone as a point guard. When you think of someone to organize, hey, we're going to run this set. We we got to focus on getting the ball here. We got a mismatch here. This guy's in foul trouble. I, I think that's what a point guard should do. But also, just a lead, a, a leader who's kind of huddling the guys. And all right, they just hit two threes in a row. We can't we can't give up another three. We got to drive them off the three point line. And offensively, just having communicating with the purpose. Uh, I, I think that's been lacking all season. Um, you know, when things are going well, it, it seems like we have that energy and enthusiasm you need. But, but when the momentum's not in our favor, um, and that's when you need it the most, that's when you need to come together the most. I just, I, I haven't seen it this season. And look, you got some young guys that I, I think the young guys actually have the, the maybe the, the makeup of being that type of leader. Um, what I see from Ty Rogers. Um, I think even Sincere Harris in terms of his energy and emotion, Jay Epps is, is more of a stoic guy, but I think um, can grow into that. I think those guys had the makeup of that more than the veterans possibly. Um, so it'll be interesting how these guys mature over the years. Um, but, hey, we're, you know, we're going dancing, Brian, and, you know, anything can happen. I, I think this team, again, they're capable. Um, but the ball's going to need to bounce their way. I think they're going to need to make some shots, but they're also going to have to, um, I think really, you know, um, I, I would say just infuse their athleticism and uh, length, and they got to do that on the defensive end, and they got to do that attacking the basket. Yeah, Trent Meacham with us for a couple more minutes. Uh, and when you think about it, and you know this, it's all about matchups in the NCAA. So if you were to, you know, you're going to face, say, I mean, Lenardi has them as an eight or nine seed today, and, and that could vary, but that's probably about where they're going to land. Uh, you're going to play somebody pretty similar to you record-wise. And then if it's like Alabama or someone like that who's a very athletic team, uh, I mean, Illinois played well against UCLA and Texas. I mean, it's just all about matchups at that point, right? depends on who you draw. It's it's always about, yeah, I think matchups are big. And also just making and missing shots, right? I mean, that's what basketball comes down to and, some days you have it, some days you don't. I think the quality of, of, of look is, is so important. If you're getting quality looks, 
you're getting to the free throw line, uh, you're going to be far more efficient. And uh, this team, they can stand toe-to-toe with, with some of the more talented teams and, and compete athletically. And, and so that's, that's a nice thing to have when you step out on the court. Uh, but they're also going to have to execute as well. And I think if they want to, you know, make a run, I, and when I think of making a run, it's probably making the, the second weekend at least at a minimum. Um, can you do that? One, I think the question is over a 40-minute effort, but then can you do that again the next game and you're going to have a quick turnaround? And I think that's that's what's been uh, maybe their bugaboo is uh, a 40-minute effort, but then from one game to the next. And But I, I will say I think across this Big Ten conference and across the country, I, I don't know if there's if there's any team that is unbeatable or just looks like they're uh, on a one track to the, the the final four national championship game. So I, I think this tournament's going to be wide open, just like the big 10 tournament so far, the four of the five games or four of the five of the six games, uh, the lower seed is one. I, I think we're going to see a lot of so-called upsets in the NCAA tournament. And why can't we be one of those? Right. I, I think we have the ability and we'll just see if it, if we can uh, realize that, uh, here next week. Uh, question says, Pickett often pushes the defender with his free arm as he backs down his defender. Uh, I often have seen that be an offensive foul in the years past. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, he when he backs – I mean, and Brad talked about it after the game. He called it booty ball. But just backing him down like that, I don't know how you stop that without fouling him. Yeah, he got called for a charge. He got called for one play yesterday, and I actually did not think it was the right call. R.J. Melendez sold it, and I believe that was the only charge he got called on. There's probably other plays where they could have called it and they didn't, uh, but the one that they did I, I thought was a bad call against Pickett. Uh, what he does, I think he's crafty, though. He's very crafty. He knows what he can get away with and what he can't. Um, it's, it's, it's always difficult to, to, to officiate someone who is very unique. He's strong, but I think it's, it's more about his, when I watch him post up, um, you look at upper body, I think it's more his feet that give him the advantage and he has incredible footwork and how he backs down. And I think that's what most people may not see. And, and that's where he creates his advantage and they might have a subtle, it's a subtle enough of a push off that. Uh, the referee's not going to call it most of the time. So I think he's officiated pretty well, but he is a tough guy to officiate. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. Before we let you go, uh, if you had to pick one team to win the Big Ten tournament the rest of the weekend, who do you think is going to win it? Do you just, you just go with Purdue? or Is that, po- is that possible to predict that? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah. I, I would say I would say that first, I, the team that I'm probably, I've been higher on most of the season than most people is Michigan State. I think they have a great backcourt. They're veteran. They're, they're not your typical Tom Izzo team that's really physical underneath, but they, they're skilled. They shoot the ball really well. So I like them. Now, I will say I think Indiana kind of has, I think, the most uh, pressure on them, and I think will come out, hey, they have not won. A, they were the preseason favorite to, to win the league. This is Trace Jackson Davis's last time around. Jalen Huchifino's going to the NBA. And so I, I think they might have the most to play for, if that makes sense in this tournament. So – I'm going to go with the Hoosiers, but who knows, Brian? I mean, it could, yeah, Ohio State could be in the championship game. <laughs> That's right. No, I mean, yeah, anything is possible this this weekend. Hey, Trent, always good to catch up. Good to see you yesterday, and uh, we'll watch for you on BTN. Are you got another session today you're doing, or? I'll, yeah, I just I'm just on the the session between the two, the morning and the afternoon session. So I'll be on a segment there 
but be enjoying some good basketball. It's too bad Illinois is not there playing today, but uh, it should be a fun day of basketball. And, hey, there's still more season left, so I'm excited about that. That's right. Hey, Trent, we'll see you. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, Brian. Very good. Trent Meacham, former Illini, of course, and with BTN. You'll see him on the uh, on the television today between sessions. All right, a quick break, and then we'll wrap it up for this hour. Dion joins me. Dion Thomas just after the uh, top of the hour. We'll continue our discussion about Illinois here as we look forward now to the NCAA tournament. Back after this. You'll never find as long as you live someone who loves you Good to have you with us from Chicago today. We've got the news coming up from CBS here in about 20 seconds, and then we'll be back. We'll talk to Dion Thomas for a little bit, get his thoughts on the Illini as they get ready for the NCAA tournament after the loss to Penn State last night. And uh, thank you for being with us. You can continue to send your texts, emails, and phone calls in. As we go, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana at the Tone. It is 10 o'clock, and here is CBS News back after that. I'm Steve Kathan. The American economy is still generating jobs. CBS's Sarah Ewald Weiss with the new numbers out this morning. The U.S. added 311,000 jobs in February, more than economists had expected. The number is down from the more than half a million jobs added in January, but it's still a very hot market, even as the Federal Reserve moves to combat inflation. The unemployment rate ticked up to 3.6% from 3.4%, a 50 four-year low. Chuck Lieberman of Advisors Capital Management breaks it down. There was a, a small drop in manufacturing, but uh, good-sized gains in uh, leisure and hospitality and health care and retail. Now to California, CBS's Carter Evans is covering a major storm that could prove damaging. It's been raining pretty steadily for hours right now. That means creeks like this one all over are swelling. We're in El Dorado County. It's one of 34 counties statewide that is now under a state of emergency. It's much warmer today. And all this rapid snow melt, well, that could cause some life-threatening flooding. Well, former President Trump's lawyers say he's been invited to testify before a New York grand jury next week in the investigation into an alleged hush money payment during his 2016 campaign. CBS News legal contributor Rebecca Royfe. It is highly unusual for a prosecutor in New York to invite some target into the grand jury and then ultimately determine that charges are inappropriate. A possible opponent for Trump in the GOP presidential nomination is in Iowa today. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis saluting the state's governor, Kim Reynolds. Kim is working to drive her taxes down. We have no income tax. You guys should try to get there. If you can get there, you'll be happy with no state income tax. Overseas, at least six people are reported killed in the mass shooting at a Jehovah's Witnesses meeting in Hamburg, Germany. CBS's Holly Williams. The police now say the shooter acted alone and was one of those found dead. There were probably 25 shots at least. And after the police got there, there was no gunfire for a long time, said this witness. Then after five minutes or so, there was a single shot. The gunman's ID'd as a former member of that congregation who left on, quote, not good terms more than a year ago. In a rare show of bipartisanship, the House this morning voted unanimously to declassify intelligence information about the origins of COVID-19, coming right near the third anniversary of the start of the deadly pandemic. 
And checking Wall Street, right now the Dow is up 44 points. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Haley, quote, Navage is the best thing I bought. I love it. My nose feels so clear now and I can breathe. I've been struggling with a stuffy nose for weeks. I bought Navage and it's amazing. Or this one. I use Navage every night, could not imagine life without it. I have five cats, and before I found Navage, I was a clogged mess. Now I breathe so much better, unquote. Those are two of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. There will be plenty to see and hear at Sunday's Oscars. Lift me up. Rihanna is set to perform her powerful song from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, at Sunday's Oscars, but critics don't expect it'll win a prize. The Academy Award for Best Original Song could instead go to Natu Natu. What is Natu? Dance-off music from the action epic RRR is the first song from an Indian film ever nominated for an Oscar. The heel-thrusting, suspender-bending, dust-kicking sequence quickly went viral, and it'll be performed at Sunday Ceremony. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts coming your way from Chicago downtown as we join you here on this Penny for Your Thoughts show after Illinois' loss last night to Penn State by 3, 79-76. Illinois, like everybody else, will be watching Selection Sunday. They will be headed to the tournament. What that seed looks like, we'll talk about a little bit here coming up during the course of this hour. Your thoughts on the game, those have been coming in uh, as well. We talked to Trent Meacham a little bit ago. We'll talk to Dion Thomas here in a second. Today's show brought to you by OSF Medical Group's primary care providers offering Seamless care from birth to seniors. Go to osfhealthcare.org to learn more. Uh, The Illini, of course, uh, losing last night. The Illini women awaiting their NCAA bid as well. We got a lot of texts that have come in. We'll get to uh, some of those as we go. But I want to welcome in our friend Dion Thomas, who, uh, like me last night, was disappointed (laughs) when we went to bed and still disappointed uh, this morning, right, Dion, with uh, what happened last night. That was too bad. Well, good morning, my friend. Uh, I, I thought you were taking the long drive back. If I had known you were staying here, I would have come to wherever you are 
and have gone on with you live. But thank you <laughs> for having me, Brian. <laughs> but, that's okay. Um, I, I have to agree with you, my friend. Um, this is one of the most perplexing teams I've, I've ever watched uh, in, in my 30-plus years of being involved with basketball. I mean, there's so much talent. Uh, there's so much skill. But to see the guys consistently let themselves down and, and let their coaching staff down, as well as the fans, um, with games that they should win. And, and, you know, Penn State's a really good team. Not to take anything away from them. But they're not three games uh, in, a, in a season better than this Illinois team. So, yeah, I, I think I woke up even more um, – disappointed after having time to think of the game think about the game and of course see some of the highlights and things like that and uh of course this bright and early in the morning i've talked to several of my teammates because you know you and i when we're sitting down there we can't really see the game uh and all the things that are going on i know how strange that sounds but talking and going through different um points of the game with some of my former teammates and you know, some of the, the comments with you and I would talk about off of the air, you know, not being in the right place defensively and things of that nature. And they were able to expound on that. And, you know, then you're like, then I think back and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, that's even worse than what I thought it was. But I'm still super excited <laughs> about what this team could be, Brian. And that's the part that hurts so much. Yep. No, that's I think that's the way it's been all season. There's been this um, underlying current all year of, wow, how good we could really be. And it started in the preseason. And then throughout the year, you'd get little glimpses of it like, okay, now we're going to really take off. And then you would have a clunker. <laughs> and then you'd – yeah, uh, or, or you'd play Penn State, you know, after you beat Texas or whatever it was. And it was just always this uh, little bit of a tease that, man, this team is – you know, could be a Final Four caliber team and then lose three times to Penn State. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's what's been frustrating. I know for you as a former player, too, and even during the course of the game last night, I know you were saying on the air, too, you know, what was working for us going inside to Coleman Hawkins again, we got away from it. And it was like, yeah. it's working. Let's keep doing it. So talk about what that's like on the floor and, and how that happens when you get away from it, I guess. Yeah, and and it and it's tough to when you're on when you're playing. And then I'm gonna look at this from a player standpoint first. I understand, you know, we play. This is a different era uh, of the game of basketball. I get it. But when you're on the floor, and, and I'm sure you've heard other, you know, professional teams say this. And uh, hey, he was hot, and we were gonna keep going to him until he cooled off. That's basic sports. That's basic basketball. What Coleman Hawkins was doing last night, and even Coleman said it in his post game. Man, I could have, uh, I should have been better in the post all year. Yeah, but you were great in the post last night, and you continue to go to the well. You know, your teammates should even be excited and looking for you to go to the well. He and Dane were dominating inside. Dane started off slow. But after that, he got going, and they were dominating inside. And then Penn State stayed with that smaller lineup. You don't change that. You keep feeding them. You feed them. I had someone tell me, and they described it like this once, Brian. It was like you let your horse, you let your thoroughbreds run. 
And at that time, those two thoroughbreds were running. They were cooking like a chef. You don't pull them out of the kitchen to go serve the food, Brian. You keep serving them. <laughs> serve them. And, and so when you change it, now you have to look at it and say, hey, why are we changing this? Why are we not doing this? Especially when you and I who are sitting there, we're looking at the coaching staff, and they're telling the people on the floor to throw the ball inside. So it's not the coaches. So is it, okay, these guys are cooking so much, now I need to cook? And if that's the case, that's a bad formula um, for winning. And I hope that's not it, um, but we need to have a better understanding uh, of who we are. And I know that's crazy to say at this point in the season, but we have to have trust in our teammates. We have to have an understanding that when we have an advantage, utilize that advantage, that advantage until someone stops. How has Penn State beat us three times this year? They have used uh, Pickett. He has played a point forward center type position. Anybody comes and helps, they ball out. If he, and, you know, to, to, as Coach calls it, sprint shooters. If they don't, what did they do when they went down last night? They went right back to who they were and right back to how they play basketball. And then we, on the defensive end, just could not figure out how to rebound from that. And they called back up and then took control of the game and beat us. Mm -hmm. Deion Thomas is with us. Of course, my colleague on the air for the uh, basketball broadcast. So I got uh, Brian on the line with us this morning, I think. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good I love listening to you, Brian and Dion. You guys are class acts and uh, so much fun. And I love your optimism, so thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, you know, everything you're talking about, Dion, I, I think you're so right. And, you know, kind of watching that game, I think that's, you know, I understand when Dane got the technical, uh, you know, certainly felt like we lost momentum but you know at that mm -hmm. point in the game too we also got away with going down low to to Coleman and I I just feel like the secret sauce in beating those guys is we, we've got three dudes that we could back down like that we got Coleman we got Ty Rogers we got Matt and why we were getting away from that it made no sense and and I'm I'm like come on coach call a timeout and and let's get these guys redirected to pounding that ball inside and beating those guys up and instead, we didn't. We got away from it, and we spent the last, I don't know, eight, ten minutes of the game trying to create space for other guys to drive the lane. And 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 for three games, that hadn't worked against those guys. I just think that maybe the approach might have been a little too passive, uh, and and calling a timeout like, guys, if you're not listening to what I'm telling you off this bench. I'm going to substitute some other dudes to get them in to, to do exactly what Jalen Pickett's doing to us. It's just frustrating. And, you know, 30, 31 games into the season now, I, I love this team. I love our coaching staff. And I just think at this point, you know, the, these guys are too athletic to not change, not to, not to be able to make a game time change like that and just keep doing what, what I think was working. I love seeing Coleman back down and, anyway i'll hang up and listen i'm just frustrated and i love these guys and i sure hope we can we can win a couple games in this ncaa tournament so we're because we're, we're really good 
we got a lot of good, good guys and a great coaching yeah. staff. So yeah. anyway, yeah, we, thanks, guys. Great job. Very Thank good, you, Brian. Brian. Thank you. Yeah. What do you think, you know, Dion? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of very good points. Um, I, I understand, uh, and I said it last night when we were on air, is, is how we or how the guys let down the fans. And that's, that speaks directly to Brian's frustration. But, but I understand uh, and that when you're in the game, it, it's very difficult when a coach calls a timeout because the coach can call a timeout. You go through these things all day in practice. You, you really drill things in, and then you want to give confidence um, to your players. You want to back your players. And I think that's one of the best things about Coach Underwood is he really makes guys feel important and that they can play their game. Once you step on the court, and this is a player, once you step on the court, it's up to you to do your job. Do your job. And when you see things, as I said earlier, that are working for you, you have to be selfless enough to say, okay, we're going to keep feeding this because it's for the betterment of the team. And, you know, could there have been some timeouts called and some adjustments made? Yeah, there definitely could have been. But when you put in confidence in your guys and you have a limited number of, of timeouts and you want to make sure that you hold on to at least one of those if it comes down to the stretch, then you try to do that as a coach. And that's me speaking as a coach. I can't, I'm not, can't speak for Coach Underwood, but that's me speaking as a former coach but man it, it's tough because you you go through and you teach and practice so much that you don't want to over coach in games and when you see your upperclassmen uh, go away from what was working then you're right brian sometimes you got to make some changes um but unfortunately last night we didn't have an opportunity to do so Dion thomas was with us here on a penny for your thoughts as we are at 10 18 can you hang on Dion? sure all right, let me, let me get a break in here, and we'll come back with Dion Thomas in just a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We're on A Penny for Your Thoughts here in Chicago. Illinois losing to Penn State last night, 79-76. Talked to Trent Meacham a little earlier, talking to Dion Thomas, my partner on the uh, basketball broadcast. We talk Illinois basketball and trying to figure out the team and where they might be headed. And, uh, Dion, we've had several texts this morning, people talking about a lack of direction on the floor. Do you, do you think, A, having freshman point guards this year and then no real true point guard is a part of that? Is that a factor? Well, you, you always want to have someone that can control your offense and, and get the team uh, where it's supposed to be. So, yes, I, I would think that that's part of it. But the development of Jaden Epps, uh, I, I think, kind of lessens that burden a little bit because Jaden has come on, has really been successful at that point guard position, not just getting us into our offense, but scoring as well. Uh, at one point, he had close to a five-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. That's amazing. And so I, I think in the beginning and, and at some points, yes, that that can be a problem. But when you have um, 
experience, which, which we do, that should not be as big of a problem. But I will concede that that could be a little bit of the problem, not having that extra person. But I think the biggest problem is not having uh, a true leader uh, on the floor. I know Coleman works really hard at it. You can see some of the other guys working really hard at it. But not having that true voice that everyone listens to, as we did with a Trent Frazier, with an Ayo DeSumo uh, before that, it, it, it can bring you down a little bit, and it can keep you for. Uh, it could cause you to be dysfunctional, and I think that's what happens to us at times. All right, we've got a caller on the line. I believe uh, Michael is uh, joining us. Michael, good morning. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Brian and Dion? How are you? Good. I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the guy that owned the little T-shirt store that made the flight shirts. You met me several times, so I do remember doing- that. How are I'm you? Gonna, I am really good, man. Living in Florida now, and uh, just always you lucky always dog. One of my favorite. <laughs> you, you'll be down here soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I do. Uh, I just wanted to say you were one of my favorite players, and you know that we had we had a great time when we were in school together. But I do have yes, a question for you. So I, I was kind of half-hearted kidding Brian about um, you know we might end up in Dayton, which Brian, I'm not. I don't think we'll end up in Dayton. But I am kind of hoping that we'll fall to a 10 seed because I think a 10 seed is a easier path than an 8-9. And my logic is this. If you're in the NCAA tournament and you're looking at you only can have four teams possibly be in the 8-9 bracket. Sorry, my dog's going. You can only do that. And if you think about it, are we ahead of Rutgers? I would say no. If Penn State beats Northwestern tonight, are we ahead of Penn State? I would say no. Are we ahead of Iowa? I would say no. So if you think about it, we may very well be the lowest-ranked Big Ten team to get in. I mean, Michigan's probably not going to get in, and Wisconsin's not going to get in. So I'm not so sure we're an 8-9. I mean, I I think we're a 10 and hopefully not an 11. <laughs> hmm. Well, Yeah, what do you, what do you think, Dion? Actually, I appreciate that, Michael. I'm going to tell you because I agree with you that most of the pundits right now have us as a nine. I believe we will go in as a 10, which I also like that pass better. They don't, I don't, when they are making these selections, they're not just necessarily comparing you against your conference um, team. They're comparing you across the country. And then they're sliding you in from that standpoint of where you may fall against other competition across the country. And they're also looking at how, you know, they try to look at matchups. They try to, you know, things that will be favorable. Yeah. Let's be quite honest. There are areas around the country that are going to want to sell tickets. So I'm sure that part also comes into play a little bit. Um, but I do agree with the 10 seed. I don't know if they're going to look at or really take where we are um, as far as in comparison to the our conference, but more so against the people around the country. So, I, I got my fingers crossed for a 10 seed as well because I think that's about where we deserve to be, to be honest. But I also think that that's a better path for us. Yeah, me too. I, I really do think a 10 is a better a better way to go. But I'm glad you're doing well. You sound great on the radio, and it's uh, it's great to get a chance to talk to you again. Thank you. You too, Michael. Send me, um, send, you know, find my social media and send me a, a, a contact information where we can get together. Love to talk to you. Okay. I will do it. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Take care, guys. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. With Deion Thomas here for a few more minutes, Illinois' all-time leading scorer, of course. 
Uh, hi, Brian and Dan. I really think our team plays hard and gives great effort. We do not shoot the ball well at all. Crazy thing is, as poor as we shoot it, we seem to be able to hang in games. Hard to win, though, without a consistent score. Yeah, I think that's well, right. We, we, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, we're at 29% in the Big Ten this year. We were dead last. And I think a lot of that is not because we don't have guys that can shoot the ball. We just take terrible shots at times. We take shots that are off the dribble uh, that, I mean, and I love Matt, but has Matt had an easy jump shot this year? I, I, can't I don't think I of can't think of any. any. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of very many. I mean, I can't think of very many that Terrence has had easy jump shots. Luke Goody, no one's going to give him an easy jump shot. They're not going to give an easy one to RJ Melendez, even though he was down this year. People understand that he can shoot the ball. So everyone is making our shots um, more difficult. But we may be the team that's making it even more difficult because we're not passing the ball. We're not moving the ball. Uh, you know, as coach uses the word pop, you know, you want the ball popping around. So then you can move. And I mean, and as people are moving and the ball is moving, your defender is not faster than the basketball. And that would create some open shots. That would create driving lanes, which is what I believe we do best. Jay Neps gets to the basket, has great play off of the backboard, even over bigger players. Terrence Shannon is one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country, when he has an opportunity to go to his left. You know, Matt Myers can get to the basket. We see RJ is now playing above the rim and dunking on seven-footers and everything else. So we are better at going downhill. And if we do that and attack the paint and get the ball inside to Coleman or to Dane, it'll open up and give us better shots on the outside, which I believe will highly increase our, uh, our three-point shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, question here or comment says, Ty Rogers reminds me of Dennis Rodman, which is a huge compliment, <laughs> somebody says. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely plays with that energy, man. As long as he doesn't go out and start wearing wedding dresses and, and putting on, changing his hair color, I'd take that compliment any day of the week. I love it, but you know who he reminds me of? And he's not at that point yet where he's going to be as vocal as this, but he's flight 33. I mean, that's Kenny Battle. That's high-energy guy. He's flying around. He's defending. He does all of those things. And I'm going to give Kenny a little bit of a hard time on Penny for your thoughts. Did not have the best-looking jump shot. <laughs> but he <laughs> did all it. those other things. Exactly. He didn't need it, and that's what yeah. Ty is. Uh, but I do love the Dennis Rodman comparison. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. Illinois needs Michigan State to win the Big Ten. It would help in the NCAA seeding for the Illini. Um, yeah, that's what you were talking about. But, again, they don't compare you against the other teams in the conference. You said so. right, right. The, the, I mean, they look at your wins and losses, but it's not a flat-out comparison. Uh, but what it would be is, well, it, it would have been if we could have gotten some higher quad one wins. Um, but right now, we are where we are, and, and there's not a whole lot we could do, regardless of who wins. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, to, to sum up our season, you know, for the for the men and the women, when you compare the Illini men and the Illini women. And I'm not saying the coaches did this. I'm not saying they said this and didn't. But I'm just talking about general product of sales. And you're mm-hmm. in the you know the business where you're talking to people and raising money and 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 donors and so forth. Is I think the Illini women under promised and over delivered. 
as far as the expectations, and the men were the yeah. opposite overpromised and underdelivered. I think that's probably, and yet they're probably going to both wind up with a similar seeding in the NCAA tournament within a couple of numbers of each other, which is interesting. And, and I think you're 100% right, but I will say this. I, I think Brad did his best to undersell. Yeah. But when you have the national media and you have the message boards like we do in men's basketball, he can undersell as much, as best he wants. But when you see, you know, you have these people ranking transfers, right? And they have Terrence Shannon as the number one transfer, you know. And then, of course, what Matt did at Baylor uh, during his time there and, and, and how key of a player he was in their championship run, they hype, those things get hyped up. And they get hyped up by, by everyone. I even bought into the hype, Brian, and I, I'll be the first one. Now, I will say, well, I, I try to be, try to take a few steps back and say, well, you know what? I don't want to really say this, but then I find myself opening my big old mouth and saying this as well. But when I say it, I believe it, and that's why I'm saying it. I still believe the skill level of this team is, is you know, one of the best we've ever had from a skill standpoint. From an athletic standpoint, from a length standpoint, there are so many positives to fall in love with about this with this team. Now, I don't know where the intestinal fortitude lies or the basketball IQ lies with this team, um, and, and that's where the tricky part is. But hey, let's take our hat off to Shauna Green. What what she has done. Uh, with minimal changes, actually, to the women's basketball program. Yes, there were a few, uh, three transfers that came in. Two of them happened to be um, three. All three were really productive for us. But you still need your the whole team to buy into what they do defensively, how they play, changing and allowing these young ladies to shoot the three ball the way they wanted to, to play more um free and you can see that they're enjoying themselves and they're having so much fun out there i take my hat off to to coach green because she she's really got the girls cooking and you know brad and i and you and a lot of those others were we're still waiting on our guys to understand their potential Mm -hmm. yeah because i remember talking to brad in the preseason and 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 as i said it wasn't him so much it was the expectations of the national media and the and yep. the fans and and that's what uh, what I was referring to because Brad had told me early that you know we may hit some bumps you know along the way just because of the nature of you know meshing transfers and uh, freshmen and trying to figure that out and then of course they changed offense and defense in midseason and so there's been, just been a lot of different cross currents in there and and hopefully they can they can turn it on here at the right time and get the right matchups and and make a run and and everybody will remember it very fondly but. Uh, Hopefully that'll exactly. be the case. That's what, that's what we're looking forward to. Well, you know, you and I both know this team, and, and this is to be quite honest, I was talking to, again, as I mentioned to some of my teammates earlier, and they were saying, well, we need a true center. We had a true center in, in Kofi Colburn, and we love him. We understand how dominant he, he was when he was at Illinois. Did not serve us well when we got to the big dance. And I think that's why this team was kind of constructed the way it is with the length, the athleticism, and those things. Um, we, I think we all knew, and you're right, Coach said it many, many times um, about how this team was going to have to grow and adjust and learn on the fly. 
but that pressure from outside, uh, and I tell you, I, I love the message boards and I hate the message boards all at the same time, Brian, mm-hmm. because if you get a bunch of people hanging on one thing, man, it just continues to snowball. And yes, I get on the message boards, people. I don't comment, but I read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's it's tough right now, and, and everyone is still kind of reeling from yesterday. But I agree with you 100. percent If if we play even part of the way to our potential for a full game, we could definitely surprise people and make a run um, in the NCAA champ tournament. All right, Dion. Well, enjoyed visiting this morning as always, and uh, we'll find out where we're going here in a couple of days, and then we'll we'll yes, see you will. there. I'll, I'll be I'll be texting you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Very good. Deion Thomas. Very good. Thank you. All right. Uh, Deion Thomas, all-time scorer at Illinois and our color commentator on the uh, basketball broadcast, does a great job for us. All right, let me get to the uh, news here again. Our show brought to you by our friends at OSF, Cardiovascular Institute. Your heart is their mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash beat. And let's get to CBS News, and we'll come back and carry it up till 11 o'clock. We're on a penny for your thoughts, talking with you today from uh, Chicago. The Big Ten tournament will go on, of course. Uh, Big Ten quarterfinal round today, uh, Purdue and Rutgers which ought to be a really good game coming up uh, today. Ohio State has won a couple of games now, Wednesday and Thursday into Friday. We were kidding the Ohio State play-by-play guy, Paul Keels. We were like last night, we were like, you're still here? You're still here? <laughs> they won what? They went four or five games this year in the Big Ten. They're still here. They won a couple. OSU and Michigan State and then Penn State and Northwestern tonight, Maryland and Indiana. Selection Sunday coming up for the men and the women. We'll find out where they're going at that point. Uh, the folks at Ryan Dallas Real Estate like to help you uh, get into your home. If you're looking at one coming soon program, they can certainly help with that. If you're looking to sell your home, they can get that done for you, help with the setup, uh, help you with all of the different variables that come with getting your home ready to sell, but also making that happen for you as, as quickly as possible. Number one in the area in real estate, and uh, they've been five times, five times in a row, the uh, News Gazette's People's Choice Award winners. They do a great job. Uh, you can go to their website. Give them a call, but you can go to the website, ryandallasre.com. Learn about all the different ways they can help you. We appreciate them being a sponsor here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. ryandallasre.com, Ryan Dallas Real Estate. We are at uh, 1040 here at DWS. Uh, A lot of texts here have come in talking about the uh, basketball team. Uh, We are four and six in the last ten games. After 31 games, why do you and your guests think there could be a turnaround in the tournament? The evidence is not there. Uh, listener says, well, I mean, it's, you know, even half to half sometimes. Uh, you think about the first half with Northwestern and then the second half with Northwestern where they come from way back to win. You think about the first half at Purdue and then they come back and tie the game late. Uh, it's been the kind of the trademark of the team that they've been they can be really, really good when they're on, and if they're not shooting it well and they haven't shot it well from three all year, uh, they got to find different ways to score, and they were doing that last night and then kind of got away from it and uh, wound up losing, of course, to the Nittany Lions by three. 
So we'll see. I don't know about a turnaround. It's just it depends on matchups, really, uh, and who they play and, and when they play them, and, and that's what it's all about in the NCAA tournament. So I think the, the optimistic part is they've shown they can beat a Texas or a UCLA, and they're going to be one or two seeds, one or both of those teams, uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament coming up. So you feel like they can beat anybody, but they can also lose three times to Penn State. And that's the – and Penn State's a good team. Take nothing away from them. Uh, they're really good. Uh, Trent Meacham nailed it. No direction on the floor, especially from the bench. Where's the coaching? Bring back Weber, someone says. You know, Bruce is uh, doing a great job on the TV, and, and I think Dion and Trent have both talked about it. A lot of times it – the coaches can only tell you so much. You got to do it. You know they can give direction. They can set you up in a place to to succeed, but you have to take advantage of it. Uh, text says I have texted the post game all year saying we need a point guard. Uh, someone says I uh, was wasn't able to watch last night, but I'm pretty tired of watching our prima donna portal players being Meyer and Shannon. 90% of the time, they never look for someone to pass to. I don't know about that. But uh, sometimes the shot selection hasn't been uh, what it should be. But I would agree with you as far as that goes. But I don't know about being uh, prima donnas. Um, I saw Michael saw the Michael Jordan statue during the lead into the game on TV. It looked like it was in an enclosure of some kind. Back when Chris Collins was playing for Coach K, I saw a game up there. And remember, it's standing outdoors. Clear that up for me. Uh, yes, it is inside now. Uh, I think it's inside the United Center. They've added a big building. It's either a practice facility or they've added something there between where the parking lot used to come up to the United Center. There, I think, on the east side of the building. And then you saw the Jordan statue, and it was outside. Well, they've got a huge building in there now where that statue used to be, and uh, it's inside. It's not there as far as being outside. So hopefully that helps. The Big Ten has to really look in the mirror, a listener says, for a conference that thinks it's so good we have a majority of teams with zero success in the NCAA tournament. Iowa, Illinois, both with coaches who have not been in a Sweet 16 game at any school they've coached at. I'm trying to think. uh, I know Brad's teams at Stephen F. Austin, I don't know if they got to the Sweet 16. I don't think they did. And Fran McCaffrey's been at several schools but has had them all in the tournament. But uh, you might be right as far as uh, Iowa or uh, Fran McCaffrey reaching a Sweet 16. I'm not sure of the uh, how far they have gotten. All right, 10:44. Another break. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts. We're in Chicago. We'll t- be with you till 11. Back in studio Monday with Lauren Tate. Monday morning quarterbacking will be a wash in brackets, and we'll talk to him then about that. And then we'll see where we are next week as far as where the show will originate from and when. Back to Chicago in a moment. On a penny for your thoughts from Chicago today. State tournament continues today, of course, at State Farm Center with the day two of that. Tuscola wound up finishing third last night. In the third-place game, all of the championship games on Saturday, 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A, and some good games today. 
Hope you'll get out and uh, watch some of that. Our show today brought to you by OSF. We appreciate them. Brought to you by our OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute, expert heart care right here for you in Champaign-Urbana. Folks at OSF, if you go to, if you Google OSF on-call urgent care, they can connect you to a nurse, set up an in-person visit, do a virtual visit. You can do all that. They've got someone that can chat with you. Uh, the OSF on-call urgent care virtual visits available 24-7, no appointment needed. Uh, quick and convenient care when life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy, you can call OSF on-call urgent care. Open 24-7, virtual from anywhere. Goal is to get you in and out under 40 minutes, and they're available at OSF on-call urgent care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week, even on holidays. So make sure if you have that need, that you uh, use the folks at OSF On-Call Urgent Care. Again, Monday we'll be back in studio with Lauren Tate. We're in Chicago today. We were here yesterday. Had great visits earlier with Trent Meacham and and Dion Thomas, two great Illini, and uh, Trent will be busy with BTN. Dion, of course, will be with me on the uh, broadcast coming up uh, next week from the NCAA. Uh, texture here help, puts it in perspective, I think. For the longest time, and uh, talking about in recent years before Brad Underwood uh, got it going again, for the longest time it wasn't whether we were going to make the tournaments. It was where we would be seated. Then that went away. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, I kind of agree with you that now we're just concerned about our seating, and I, I think our listeners are right. I think the bracketology is right. I, it, depending on what happens the rest of the Weekend here in Chicago, I think it's Illinois in 8, 9, or 10. I think that's certainly within range. Uh, I don't see them falling all the way to Dayton um, in that regard. But who knows? You get to that Sunday night, anything is possible. Bill says, my favorite sport is Illinois basketball. That said, Illinois' resume has two really good early wins, and that's about it. If I was on the selection committee, I can't say I'm impressed by Illinois. They don't shoot her execute their offense well, Illinois would be the first team to think they're in, uh, would would not be the first team to think they're in, but aren't. Um, all right, appreciate that, Bill. I, I don't know if the committee studies numbers or running of offense or anything like that. I think there's a lot of sabermetrics in this. <laughs> and it's just, you know, your quality wins. Um, you know, they got the quads, the different quads. You, you've heard that referred to, quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. You know, how many of those wins do you have? I I saw Mike DeCourcy today say he thought Wisconsin was still in. Don't count them out because of the number of quad wins they've had. Who knows? There's always a team or two that you either think, boy, they shouldn't be in, or how did they get in? Uh, so you just don't know what the committee's thinking. Uh, too bad the uh, texture says too bad the Tuscola boys had their worst game of the year uh, in the semifinals. If they played like they did last night in the consolation game, they win the whole thing. Uh, one uh, this listener goes on to say, uh, I didn't like the fact that they made them wait until the two a third place game was over to give them their trophy. It's almost 11 p.m. Need to improve on that. Okay, so uh, somebody thinking that way when it comes to the state tournament. Uh, 217-351-5357 is the text line. That's really been humming today. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our uh, phone number, and you can uh, email us, of course, talk at wdws.com. 
Uh, Tech says the problem with starting Rodgers is he gets cheap fouls called on him every game. Refs don't respect the freshman. And I think I've got most everything in. Okay, just looking at it. All right, let me get another timeout in. Let's get our update from uh, our man Brent Musburger, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of updates on so we get into the meet uh, today, I think today or yesterday, was the busiest day for all these major tournaments. Big East, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12 games. It's a smorgasbord of action. Let's see what our buddy Brent has to say. couple more minutes here before the uh, top of the hour. Illinois basketball team buses left a little bit ago. They're on their way back to uh, Champaign. Of course, Penn State advances with the three-point win. They play Northwestern tonight in the Big Ten quarterfinals. Uh, I got a text here that says, for the life of me, I never will get why we allowed Pickett to back our guys down from the three-point line clear to the rim. Stand your ground. Take the charge. Don't let him bully you all over the floor. Well, yeah, easier said than done. But, yeah, he, was, uh, he wasn't, he was you know, the 41-point picket from uh, Happy Valley, but he was pretty good last night. He, I think he's the only player in the last 30 years to average 18 points a game, seven rebounds, and seven assists. Denzel Valentine did it with Michigan State a few years ago. He's remarkable. Uh, All-American. All right, Busey Bank, one of our sponsors, and if you'd like to uh, use uh, their services, investment services, of course, if you have some investment questions, they're happy to help with that. Uh, Roth IRA, regular IRAs, whatever the tax implications are as we hit the tax season. If you want to open an account, apply for a consumer loan, purchase or refinance a home, enroll in online or mobile banking, schedule an appointment, access loan pay, all of those things available to you from the winning team, award-winning team at Busey, voted voted by Forbes as one of America's best banks. Big time sponsor for us here on a penny for your thoughts. You can go to Busey.com for all the latest uh, with them when it comes to uh, all the services they provide. Okay, I think I've got all the text in. Appreciate all the phone calls and emails today as well. And again, sorry we um, couldn't get you a win last night. I know a lot of disappointed fans and a lot of folks turned out at the United Center last night. That was an awesome crowd. And, man, for a while there, I thought we had the game. Up 46-40. We kind of figured out the inside to Coleman Hawkins, inside to Dane was really working. Our defense was doing a much better job. And then give Penn State credit. They they figured out. They do what they do. And they'll be a tough out, I think, in the NCAA tournament. Just the way they, they shoot the three-point uh, shot. They're third best in the country in number of threes made per game, and I think top 20 as far as uh, the shooting percentage. And you're just under 40% as a team. That's hard to do. And so uh, so they're good. And the entire Big Ten's been hard to figure out. I mean, Ohio State <laughs> playing in the quarterfinals today. Uh, Rutgers, you know, has been up and down, but they just hold Michigan without a field goal for the longest time yesterday. And, you know, as Trent said, it's just almost impossible to try to figure out who might win this thing. Um, Rutgers could take out Purdue here coming up in a few minutes over at the United Center, uh, just a couple of miles from where we are seated here this morning. 
Thanks to uh, Adam Austin for his help the last couple of days uh, running things. Thanks to Ed Bond for helping uh, us, us as well here uh, setting everything up from Chicago. Everything ran uh, really smoothly uh, the last couple of days, and that takes a team effort, so we appreciate that. Next up for Illinois, men and women, of course, Selection Sunday. We'll talk about it all uh, coming up on Monday morning on the uh, Monday morning quarterback show with Lauren Tate. We'll discuss all of that, where Illinois will be playing, what day they're playing. It'll most likely either be Thursday or Friday, uh, depending on where they're sent. And then uh, we'll let you know once we get to it to where the shows that we have next week will originate from and hopefully uh, a run for the Illini in the NCAA tournament. Uh, after a short stay here at the Big Ten Tournament in Chicago. Thanks to our guest today, Trent Meacham. Appreciate him, his work on BTN. Appreciate Dion, of course, my on-air brother and colleague uh, with the broadcast. Appreciate him sharing a few minutes as well, his thoughts uh, this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. CBS News is coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Have Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Get to the state tournament if you can. And go Illini. We'll talk to you on Monday. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, CBS News up next here at 11 on DWS. I'm Steve